Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Alert, alert, alert! Presented by 72 Soul. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Yeah, uh-huh. you know what it is. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Got the solid tracks rolling on a football Friday. K Ray, lucky enough to sit in for Luke today with Wolf on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. Yellow paint, big, big game week five matchup: Cardinals and the Eagles. Big for so many reasons, Wolf, and and you had said this earlier. Cardinals' last win at home was when? Let's see. Because um, you, were, you said a year almost a ago. year, right? Yeah, almost a year ago. As a matter of fact, the, the game after this, I believe, um, if they don't win this game, the game after will determine whether or not it's been, it's a, been a full, full calendar, calendar year. year. Can you imagine? So for, you know, for all intents and purposes, of course, for the most part, it's been a year. It's been a year since they've actually won at home, which is stunning to me right now. This is something that, again, they've got to fix at some point in time. Why this is happening, I don't even know. I played 10 years in the National Football League, and I don't even know how this set of circumstances could come together where they have played so well on the road. Because you would think to yourself, it really isn't going to matter. There's, if you're not good at home, you're probably not going to be good on the road. But they are. 10-1, and one, as a matter of fact, and their last 11 on the road. Now, stop and think it, about that, Kevin. It, it is... It, it, that's as mind-boggling that's as not being crazy. able to win as win at home. When you put the two together, something is going on there. And what that is, I don't know. And I I totally believe the Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, when they talk about it, they say, if we knew how to fix it, we would. And that's why I like the fact they're changing stuff now. Right. They're doing it this past week in particular. They're changing when they're meeting. They're changing their practice schedule. They're changing things, trying to get some type of different result. And to me, I love it because the Cardinals have really struggled to start games in particular, right? So even though physically based on earnings, I don't think it's going to do anything for him, okay? I don't think it's going to do anything for him. Changing the schedule, when we meet, how we practice, what we do on the I, – I don't think none of it physically is going to impact. It's mentally that they're trying to stimulate something with these guys, something different to produce a different result. Yeah, it's like your computer when you get the little update notification, must restart. <laughs> and, and as a player, because, you know, as members of the media, you know, we're looking for answers for reasons. So there's already 10,000 things as a player that, that you're preparing for, trying to deal with. Does, does that 
kind of a losing streak? Does that ever enter into a player's mind, psyche? You know, you're driving to the stadium on Sunday. Are they aware uh, of it? Yeah. Aware. Arizona oh, sports. Breaking news. I thought I saw Malonte look, looking like she I'm was like the out of breath. I'm like draft running. Combine. <laughs> so, Wolf. The Arizona Cardinals have released tight end Max Williams. What? Um, okay. He was on the injured list. I, well, I mean, again. But then he played. The injury report. Oh, right. Yeah, this week. He was on the injury report. Um. Oh man. And what was it's that not injury? Good. It's, it's the knee. It's, oh, okay. it's his knee. Um. Anyone who's listened to this show, you know how much I I love Max Williams and respect him, and go all the way back to last year. As a matter of fact, before he blew out his knee, um, Max Williams and the Arizona Cardinals were five and zero at that point in time. They went on to be seven and zero, and then ten and two, of course, last season. But if you go back and you look at last season and you watch the first five games of the season, Max Williams figured huge in all five of those games. He impacted that game, impacted in a huge way. The best personnel group for the Arizona Cardinals was eleven personnel: one back, one tight end, and it was Max Williams who was the tight end. Very similar to what I think they need to do this week. Coming up against the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday because of how the Philadelphia Eagles defense and the box that they use based on 11 personnel, that's exactly what the Cardinals were doing with Max Williams last year with 11 personnel. Their offense was at its best because they could run it or they could throw it in rundown situation, first and 10, second and one to six because Max Williams could hold up. At the point of attack, not just hold up, he could thrive at the point of attack. And then he was sneaky, catching the ball over the middle. He became almost a check down, a a safety. A security blanket. Yeah, a security blanket, a safety net for Kyler Murray on the little check down over the middle. He, He, man, he factored into this offense a lot, and I hate to see it end. If, in fact, it's over for Max this way. So Darren Urban tweeted the news about how they cut Max Williams. And then he said, as they create roster space for a potential IR activation. Now, the one thing that we've heard today is that Antoine Wesley suffered a setback and won't be coming off of IR. Wow. Okay, I didn't even know that. Antoine Wesley suffered a setback. Wow, I, I got to tell you, man, my, my reaction once again to all of this is, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a team have this much trouble trying to stay healthy. Uh, I'm, I know that I'm, I'm sure I'm overreacting to some degree, but I don't splatter easily. Yet, at the same time, I, I can't believe it. Week after week after week, the Cardinals' injury report is twice the size of their opponents. It's crazy. So here's Cliff Kingsbury from today 
on Antoine Wesley. He had a setback. Um, we're still kind of evaluating it. He, he won't be going this week, so we'll see where, where that ends up. An NFL Whoa. insider, Aaron Wilson, tweeted out this morning, Antoine Wesley undergoing an MRI today with concern about potential torn quadriceps. Oh, my goodness. Yowza. What? Uh. <laughs> okay. You know the only way that will make us feel better? How's that? Let's go to Denver next. <laughs> oh, enjoy the misery of others. That's a, that's a good topic, Maloney. And with that, we will see what is going on with Russell Wilson after. I, I, I don't know what that was in Thursday Night Football. We're going to be talking to former Broncos wide receiver and co-host of Stokely and Zach on 104.3. The fan Brandon Stokely on the other side here on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. It kills me not to know this, but I've all but just forgotten what the color of her eyes were. Her scars or how she got them. Has the telling signs of age rain down. A single tear is dropping to the valleys of an aging face that this world has forgotten. Football Friday rolls on here on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. K-Ray sitting in for Luke with my guy Wolf as we keep it in the football family. And I know we've talked about it a little bit. We must continue to discuss. I mean, look, the good thing is we're talking about it here. Can you imagine if you had to talk about it if you were in Denver today? I wonder if anybody has done that. Hmm. Oh, maybe our next guest, 15-year NFL vet, two-time Super Bowl champ. He is the co-host of the Stokely and Zach on 104.3 The Fan, Brandon Stokely. Good afternoon. How are you doing? <laughs> I mean, that's about all that put a smile on my face today. You know, it was three hours of just negativity, and the sky is falling. And you know, the Broncos have become a laughing, um, uh, the laughing stock of, of of American football of the NFL. And they've had three primetime games, and they've all been a disaster. And every single day after, it's all about the Broncos and how they have screwed things up, and it just continued again last night. Brandon, uh, I got to tell you, buddy, first and foremost, um, great career. You are a great player. Congratulations, buddy. Appreciate you coming on and talking to us today. Having said that, tell me what's wrong with Russell. I think there's a lot going on right now. Um, he doesn't look like the same quarterback. Uh, you know, on the fourth down and one play, it should have been like a, um, a high school read. You know, if you see man-to-man coverage, you're going to your pick-rub play on the right side. That's where you start. And if it's covered, then you work your way back to the deeper route in Cortland Sutton on the left. And he started on the left, and uh, that was ball game. Right, so that's that's uh, NFL football 101, and um, you see him. Um, his footwork's not very good. 
you see him going from his left all the way to the right, back to the left with his eyes. And so it's just little things like that. He looks way off. Um, he threw two interceptions that, you know, once again, you'd get mad at the high school quarterback um, through those interceptions and those situations. And he's smarter than that. He's better than that. Um, so I don't know what's going on right now. If he's trying to force it and trying to live up to the contract and trying to show Broncos country here that, you know, he was worth the, uh, all their investment and the investment that they first round picks and all of that. Um, but something is just really off right now. Yeah, and Brandon, it almost feels like there is such a compounding effect uh, to, to your point because you've got a, a new head coach who looks like he is also struggling to find his footing as a head coach and a play caller. We've already seen it, you know, cast into the spotlight when he elected to go for the 64-yard field goal attempt. And then last night, to hear his comments afterwards saying, you know, I got the go to go for it. Like, who, who gave him the go? I mean, he, he's the head coach. And then, as you pointed out, and I asked this from Wolf earlier, and you're a 15-year vet. I think that the concern now also has to be from within that locker room. Because you saw some of the reactions immediately after that throw. And that, as you know, has a, a major cascading and splintering effect. Absolutely. And you look at the situation, and it's always been about making Russ feel comfortable. Whatever we need to do to make Russ feel good and comfortable, and um, what you want your quarterback to feel good and comfortable, but um, you see the entourage, you see the uh, bodyguards, the Sierra kids out at practice every single day, and the access they have to the building, and the quarterback coach, and the masseuse, and the nannies. And um, it becomes a lot when you're losing. It becomes a lot in that locker room when you're not playing as well and uh, I think it wore down Seattle a little bit and um, you know when people are traveling with you and all this stuff uh, when you're playing well it's all good but when you're not uh, that stuff becomes uh, a, a big big distraction and you look at Nathaniel Hackett and how he handles this situation Nathaniel Hackett's a guy that you know he's the hugger he's hugging everyone he's Mr. Positive smile on the face wants everyone to be having fun and you know training camp was we called it glamping training glamp. I mean, it was glamping. I mean, it was just so easy. They never had two hard days in a row. It was, uh, you know, they didn't play in preseason games, and it's just now they're paying the price for it. But how do you handle it now, right? Can you make the decisions when the decisions need to be made, right? Uh, On on fourth and one, are you making that decision? Whose call is that, right? You got some analytics guys, but man, ultimately that's your call. You got to make these decisions. Um, And, you know, passing in certain situations. Is that your call? Is that Russ's call? What's going on here? Um, and the Broncos need a head coach, right? They don't need uh, a, a quarterback uh, a friend. They need a head football coach. They don't need an offensive coordinator. Right now, he's failing at both of them. Um, and so he's got to get it fixed uh, Get it fixed really, really quick or it's going to be a short tenure here in Denver for Nathaniel Hackett. You know, going back to Russell Wilson right now, do you think it's more physical do you think it's more body than it is soul? Or is it something inside him where, you know, Russell Wilson just doesn't seem to be acting like the same Russell Wilson? And is it is it a combination of both? Where do you where do you fall on that, Brandon? 
I think it's everything. You know, he kind of got his right shoulder banged up uh, a week ago. Um, uh, uh, but, but at the same time, um, I, I think it's a new offense. I think he's trying to do too much. Um, I, I think maybe maybe he has too much power also and, and a say of what's going on here. Um, and, you know, he's, he's when you try to do too much, now all of a sudden, you know, you're not being the Russell in Seattle. You're trying to show everyone you can be the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Uh, and that's not really who you are. And he talks a lot about it, and he wants to be that quarterback that's winning three, four, five Super Bowls. And he, he puts it out there. He's not afraid of that, which I like about him. Um, but then you add in all that extra stuff, right? And uh, so it, it's hard to pinpoint what's going on with Russell Wilson. And he, everyone here in, in, in Broncos country in Denver, um, we're just hoping, keeping your fingers crossed, that Seattle wasn't completely right in the situation and that Russell is kind of on his last leg. And, um, you know, his mobility is not quite the same. And um, he's just doing some things that have you scratching your head. And say that that's uh, a rookie does that not not a 10 year plus veteran that's won a super bowl not russell wilson like why is he making these types of mistakes it's it's hard to pinpoint it right now two-time super bowl champ 15 year nfl receiving veteran brandon stokely joining us here co-host on the uh, zach stokely and zach show uh the fan 104.3 there in denver and going back to what you said about the the power brandon i mean that that's something that that i even kind of felt going back to training camp. I've, I've talked to a few folks up there and just reading some of the stories. And even last night, even though he had said, you know, I got to play better, to see him, and we've talked about this, I'm sure you guys did too, reading the room, this this idea that he needs to brand himself constantly with Broncos country, let's ride, after you've laid that egg, it, it just feels like there is a, a cyborg in Russ right now. Yes, it's, it's like he's a robot. I mean, look, save it. Save it. No one wants to hear that corny line. Like, it's funny, and we can make jokes about it. You know, if you're winning, it's funny, and it, it, it caught attraction there. Okay, was it corny? Was it trendy? Whatever, right? It, it's all good. But when you're getting your butt whipped, and you didn't score a touchdown, and you just lost two in a row, stop with it. Just stop, right? You don't have to say it every stinking time. It's not always about your brand, and that drives people absolutely nuts and I guarantee you it drives the players in that locker room absolutely nuts so there's 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 a lack of awareness there with Russ a little bit when it comes to this stuff and you know someone just needs to pull him aside and say hey that Broncos country let's ride it's not very cool funny or whatever you want it to be when you're getting your tail whipped so let's just not say that when we lose from now on and we've lost two in a row and you just threw two interceptions and um, and you didn't score a touchdown uh, uh, in 2022 it's not 1958 uh, football out here, and you couldn't score a touchdown. Save the Broncos country. Let's ride. You know what, Brandon? I mean, you've played the game for a long time. You understand, unless you have your guard up, man, success can bring you down. And I just wonder if, in fact, Russ has experienced so much success in his life and off the field as well. Just have to wonder if he's loving himself some Russ, if you know what I mean. And maybe yeah. needs, yeah, maybe needs a, a little attitude adjustment. 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting, and um, it's he's, he's very positive, and you like that about him, right? He says the right yeah. thing. He's going to continue to work. He's not going to um, shut it down. He's going to stay positive and try to figure this thing out. That's what you do love about the guy. Um, and so it's not all, um, you know, negative when it comes to Russ and him playing bad right now. He's going to try to figure it out, right? He's going to be grinding away to figure it out. But, you know, who's there to tell him, like, hey, yeah. you know, does he have someone in that building that's coaching him up hard, right? I, I was around Peyton a lot. Peyton took coaching well. He wanted to be coached hard. He wanted to be told, you know, when he was doing something wrong. And um, so is someone in that building coaching Russ hard, right? Or, yep. or is it just Russ free-for-all and they gave him the key to the, the, the castle there and he kind of is running the ship. So that's, that's what I don't quite know um, here in this situation. Um, uh, but certainly uh, it, it just it hasn't been good through five games. It's been a complete disaster. But I'd love to have you on again, man. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you, Brandon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. You Y'all got it, Brandon. Care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. A great, great insight from a two-time Super Bowl champ, wow. 15 years. Great player. Yeah, <laughs> played alongside, as he said, Peyton Manning. So fantastic stuff there, breaking down Russell Wilson and the Broncos' struggles. Hey, Texas, your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Oh, boy. It's time to turn back the clock, boys and girls. We're going to get the band back together. What does Paul Calvisi want to see from the Cardinals on Sunday against the Eagles? We'll ask the Cardinals sideline reporter coming your way next on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Appropriate tune for a football Friday. A little uh, Freddy and Limp Biscuit as we roll through here on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. K-Ray sitting in for Luke with Wolf. And before we get to our next guest, Wolf, I, I just have to quickly say this. You ever been driving down the road and you see something on the like the side of the road? Yeah. Picture and, and just like startles you, like you you almost like drive off the road. Yeah, this occurred about three weeks ago, and I'm driving to the to the airport, right. getting ready to fly out of town. <laughs> Look up, what do I see? The giant cranium <laughs> on the billboard on the side of the road, looking me dead in the eye. None other than the sawed-off shotgun of sports himself, Paul Calvisi. Paulie, how are we doing today? The forehead in all its glory. <laughs> Paulie, you know, where is this? Where where is this yeah. billboard? I don't need the jokes where there could be a sub advertising, another billboard just on my forehead alone within the billboard. I don't I don't want to hear that either. Okay, Paulie, I'm here I to talk football, to not it, take all these barbs from you guys. <laughs> okay, Carey's just Carey's salty because he realized the hard way that it's male and mailed in Friday for Wolfley. And so he's like, <laughs> I should never agree to fill in on a Friday. Wolf, yes. is, the, Wolf is the Fridays, what the Cardinals <laughs> off 
offense is to the first quarter. <laughs> okay, a complete Paul. zero. Oh, okay, Paul, that's going to cost you, just so you know, at some point in time, Bali, that is going to cost you right now. Um, honestly, Paul, when's the last time that all three of us actually were doing a broadcast? A broadcast? Yeah, you know, I mean, I know we've done this before, but I'm talking about remember the day, Paulie. When was that? Was that 1998? Like a broadcast license by the FCC? Yes. <laughs> well, Wolf, don't pretend like you remember the day because it was the, it was the dark days for you. So me and Kayberry remember it, but you do not. Let's just leave it at that. Okay, Paul, forget it. Where does your, Paulie, when you think about this game now coming up, of course, on Sunday, Paul, what do you think of first, bud? You know what I think of? I'm glad you asked that. Here's what I think of. I think of K-Ray's Dallas Cowboys. I think of that game. The only game the Cardinals won down the stretch last year was against Dallas. And I think of what Dallas did defensively against the Cardinals. What would that be? Mm, Man cover. Eagles are known for a lot of man cover. Not a lot of teams go man cover against the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals receivers look forward to man cover. And I think it helps define coverage for a Kyla Murray, especially in the absence of a DeAndre Hopkins. Now, do they have two really good corners? Yes, they do. <laughs> Darius Slay and James Bradbury. Okay, I'll give them both those guys. I get it. And Darius Slay was an NFC Defensive Player of the Week a couple weeks. In fact, the Eagles are so good, dot, dot, dot. They have the last three reigning NFC Defensive Players of the yeah. Week. <laughs> And we'll get to Hassan Reddick in a minute. I'm just saying the whole man cover thing, if they do indeed go with a lot of that against the Cardinals, I'm really curious to see the passing attack in that situation because really the last time we did see that was Dallas the end of last year and Kyler had a big game. Yeah. I mean, that's no, that's exactly right. I'm thinking about it, Paulie, in terms of man coverage. Yeah. But at the same time, I think the Arizona Cardinals have got to run the ball um, coming into this game. I, I think that is going to be the key to it, Paulie. And the reason being is because, look, the Eagles will turn you over, man. They've done a really, really good job in terms of turning you over and a great job in terms of getting after the quarterback as well. I, I think they gotta, they've got to run the ball first and foremost coming in. That's the number one key to me, Paul. Well, sure. And, and you know what? They're a really athletic front. They're a really deep front. Um, they're not going to do a lot of exotic stuff, that Eagles defensive front. They're not going to do what Carolina did and overload one side and bring these crazy blitzes. No. They just say, hey, guess what? We have more talent. We're more athletic. We're more powerful. Powerful than you. We're going to line it up straight up, and, and we're just going to bring four, and we're going to get home, and they lead the NFL in sacks. And and I get all that. And, and I also like the fact that Cardinals had the three-headed rushing attack last week. James Conner was a legit Pro Bowl running back last year, but Darrell Williams can stoke it. And Eno Benjamin gives a little change to the, the defense and something a little different to consider. And so if you can get all three of those guys involved again, and you can run it 30-plus times again, the Cardinals last year were 9-0. and Everybody now, when they ran it 30 or more times, and that was a formula they used in Carolina. I'd love to see that continue. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what we said early on in the show, Paulie, was the the conviction that will be required of Cliff Kingsley and uh, or Kingsbury and the, the Cardinals coaching staff is to stay with it. You know, to be prepared for James Conner to have 12 carries and 33 yards, but go ahead and give him carry 15, 16, 17, because he always has the ability to break off that long run. The, the only counter I would make to you about the, the man coverage is compared to the Dallas defense a year ago, the Cowboys did not have interior pressure up the middle. 
this Eagles team does, and you said it best a moment ago, they do it without a lot of exotic stuff coming at you. They just square up and come right at you. So that's that's the only concern that, that I would have facing that yeah. defensive front. And it's a legitimate concern, Kevin, because the Cardinals are going to be without Rodney Hudson. Yeah. So, and what is the status of a Justin Pugh? Now, he's out there today, but if Pugh has uh, that elbow, if it flares up again like it did in Carolina, and all of a sudden you have Sean Harlow and Max Garcia didn't practice this week, so what does that mean? I mean, Price, so there's some unknowns on the interior offensive line right now, and, and don't think Philly won't try to exploit that. And Polly, what, flip it around. Take a look at uh, Philadelphia's offense right now. And do you see any similarities with the Arizona Cardinals? I asked rhetorically. A little bit. I mean, you see in, in the Slim Reaper, which is the best nickname going right now, <laughs> Devontae Smith, you see a little Hollywood Brown, do you not? In that, And then A.J. Brown, you see Debo Samuel. You see the guy, they're going to get the ball to him in space. The little quick hitters, they'll get it to him in the flat. They'll get it to him on a slant, and they're like, who wants some? Because there's two guys yards after catch who lead the league. It's Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown. Now, the Cardinals did a real good job of containing him week one last year, but this isn't the Titans' simplistic passing offense that yeah. was sort of predictable. This is a much different attack by Philadelphia. So, yeah, there's a lot of fear in that. Um, you know, Isaiah Simmons, I do expect to get the majority of the snaps, and he'll probably be on Dallas Goddard. Once again, what Vance Joseph said, Isaiah Simmons was drafted to cover the tight end. He's got to he's got to make do a lot better job than he did against Travis Kelsey in Week One. But you know they also ran Miles Sanders a whole bunch, and they had over 200 yards rushing as a team. Was that out of necessity because they are in the rain against Jacksonville? Uh, we'll find out. But you heard the Reverend Zach Allen had last night in the Big Red Rage Wolf, where he said Miles Sanders has become a bigger Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he said I don't know why he's so underrated. So and and all the guys said after the game last week that he, he found a different gear, Miles Sanders, and that he was quote playing angry. So the Cardinals better come in, and they better be ready to go. None of this, okay, we'll ramp things up, and we've lost seven straight at home. They better find a way to bring the urgency and intensity. Yeah, and after getting down 14 to nothing uh, last week, I think Jalen Hurts had said earlier this week that that they've got to come in with the requisite amount of of respect and fear for the Cardinals because of the athletes that they've got. So I would look for a kind of a refocused Eagles team as well, which puts even more – emphasis and urgency to not get yourself in a hold of this Eagles team. I mean, th- think of it. The Eagles are already being crowned, right? The fans are thinking, we're coming to State Farm Stadium. We're yeah. sizing this building up for Super Bowl 57. I mean, all the accolades and the plaudits and the NFC Defensive Player of the Week and Jalen Hurts is your odds-on favorite already for the MVP and we're undefeated. Okay, they beat Detroit and Washington and Jacksonville and they sack Carson Wentz like nine times because he's a statue. Okay, you know, I mean, there's some similarities to where the Cardinals were a year ago at 7-0 and where the Eagles are now 4 and Craig Grillo had some crazy stat about the last undefeated team that plays the current undefeated team from the existing season has won five of the last seven matchups. Some ridiculous stat that only Grillo could find. Hashtag no math. But anyway, recent history would trend towards the Cardinals actually pulling an upset in this matchup, believe it or not. Okay, Paulie, thank you so much for that sideline perspective. Of course, we appreciate it, Paulie. <laughs> there's, there's nothing you like know. the condescending from 
conclusion to it where, where K-Ray, you know it, he looks down down his nose, he pulls his readers down, and he looks down his nose All and he right. says, I played in four Pro Bowls and you did not, so I'm going to be no condescending time. to wrap this up. We have no time. Yeah. There were no Thank readers, you. he just pulled his cap down a little tighter yeah, to the bridge. Thank right. you, brother. While he's taking notes and just reiterating everything I said oh. when he calls the game on Sunday. Nobody has time for you, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> we still booze. I'm out of here. <laughs> With the final salvo. Okay. Oh, and fitting that he uh, he worked Grilu into it, you know, so we get all the alumni into that segment. Oh, well, right on cue, uh, we were talking about the Cardinals injury report, which has grown now by the hour. Uh, how is the latest injury report stacking up for the Cardinals heading into this week five showdown with the Eagles? We've got more of that straight ahead on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. And now the fourth quarter. Will it be another slow start and fast finish this Sunday with a 4-0 Eagles in town? Read our previews on ArizonaSports.com or the app. Listen to play-by-play of the game on the app and on 98.7. The home of Arizona Cardinals football is Arizona Sports. Contractor license 282081, 282082. Hey, Zach, the federal government has changed the rules, and all new air conditioners manufactured after January 1st will probably be about 20% more expensive. Yikes! So I'm going to sell the existing inventory of Gettle 5 Star Systems not at the old price, but the old price minus $2,000. Avoid that 20% price increase completely and get an additional $2,000 off. Gettle Air Conditioning and Plumbing, GOE, TTL. You're going to get a great deal, but it's hard to spell. In Joe Biden's America, crime is out of control. Left-wing politicians open the prison doors. They defund the police. And anti-gun radicals like Katie Hobbs want to take away your right to self-defense. Katie Hobbs supports California-style gun bans and said she was outraged by the Supreme Court decision to guarantee your right to self-defense outside your home. That's why Katie Hobbs earned an F rating from the NRA. But Carrie Lake supports your right to self-defense. Lake supports the right to carry and will work to increase resources for school security while bringing violent criminals to justice. Endorsed by the NRA, Carrie Lake will defend your rights. For governor, elect Carrie Lake. Paid for by National Rifle Association of America Political Victory Fund and not authorized by any candidate. NRAPVF.org. Tune in to Wolf and Luke every Friday morning for NFL Five Star Games. The biggest games in the NFL this week broken down and predicted by Luke Lipinski and former NFL Pro Bowler Ron Wolfley. NFL Five Star Games is powered by FanDuel Sportsbook. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Souls. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Last few minutes of the show here on a Football Friday, Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. K-Ray sitting in with Wolf, and we've been talking about uh, the Cardinals-Eagles a lot. Week 5 matchup coming up, and unfortunately, we've also been talking uh, a lot about the injuries for the Cardinals. And in the three and a half plus hours we've been on the show, Wolf, uh, the injury list has grown. And with that, let's throw a two Maloney as we break down the final cards injury report. So... Max Garcia, 
Rashard Lawrence, Matt Prater, and Nick Vigil are out. Oh, boy. Rodney Hudson is listed as doubtful. And then DJ Humphreys, Rondale Moore, Trayvon Mullen Jr., and Justin Pugh are listed as questionable. And that's on top of the news earlier, what, the the start of last hour, Max Williams has been let go. Max Williams has been let go. I'm, man, I... This is, it's bad news. It's just bad news any way you look at it. This is a rally the troops weekend for the Cardinals. Yeah, doubtful for Rodney Hudson. That is, first and foremost, that's not good. If ever there was a time they needed Rodney Hudson for this game against this defensive line and this defense, um... Oh my goodness! That if he can't play, and I realize it's doubtful, but most of the time when they say doubtful, you're done. So for the I was, most part. I was just going to say this is Cliff Kingsbury from his media availability today when they asked if Hudson was going to be able to go. Probably not. Probably not going to make it this week. So I mean, so I, I'm just going to. Yeah, you, you, you're right. When, when I see an injury not. report and I see doubtful, I I will put that player yeah. typically not even on my board so you've got that and then you've got max garcia who is their best backup coming in he's out so justin Pugh right now with the elbow who knows if he's gonna play man i this is this is not trending well i said it earlier today and now with the injury report this is going to be this is going to be a tough climb for the Arizona Cardinals. If they somehow, some way, win this game, I'll be surprised. It, look, it's the kind of game, the kind of weekend where unlikely players need to do special things. It, it, bottom line, I mean, you can't play more than what you're expected of, but yeah. you, you you have to have the kind of Murrays, you have to have the James Connors, the Zachers, you have to have all the other guys raise their level of play and hopefully in doing so you're lifting everybody else up create miscues and mistakes for the eagles yeah so they basically have they have two healthy offensive linemen right will hernandez and calvin beecham um calvin beecham was on the injury report but he was getting rust it was just for rust for calvin beecham earlier um this week i believe yes um after that, they're they're in a world of hurt, and it's the offensive line that will give Kyler Murray time to throw the ball against an extremely talented pass rush. And it's the offensive line that will give James Conner and Daryl Williams and Eno Benjamin room to run, which is going to be so critical in this game. Now all of a sudden you're telling me <laughs> DJ Humphreys is banged up, Rodney Hudson isn't going to go for the most part. Doubtful. Oh, man, this is not trending well, especially if somebody else goes down, too. And as I said, Max Garcia, this is bad news. Yeah, you you hope that maybe those absences will uh, have Philly take their eye off the ball, so to speak. I'm out of here. Thanks, gang. Been fun, as always. For Maloney, the rest of the crew, for Wolf, I'm K-Ray. Have yourself a great rest of your football Friday here on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM.